Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am still positive, Chuck Lockley. <laughs> and we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who oh, yeah. uh, bring you locked on Clippers five days a week. We do seven in the morning every every weekday. It's a fun hang. I think it's a good way to start your day. It's a great way to start your day. Even if the Clips don't show up for work, we're still here. Ooh. Speaking of which, we got to give a recap of that we have humiliating to. We, we literally have to give a recap. Con- contractually <laughs> obliged to give a recap uh, to that 120-103 to 103 loss to the Pelicans. We'll talk about what we liked as well as what we didn't from that one. Um, not a whole lot to like, to be no, perfectly honest. Not really. But then, it's my favorite day of the week. It's Twitter Tuesday. Every single Monday, we ask for your questions on Twitter. That's at Locked on Clips. We'd like to just start off thanking everybody who sent oh, those yeah. questions in ahead of time. Love to hear from you. Uh, once again, if you want a, a chance to get your question featured on the show, go ahead, send those over at Locked on Clips. Mm-hmm. As I said, try to get it on Monday if you want it to get on the show. But, hey, we'll chop it up with you anytime. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, in shavings, uh, Boogie. Officially back. Thank. Oh, man, we were so psyched. ESPN is confused as to who is part of the Clippers roster. I can't even do uh, And the referees continue to be a bunch of children. Little babies. Uh, so all that and more coming up right about now. But first, got to let you know, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Oh, yeah. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our locked on rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. You are locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, the Clippers were in New Orleans, maybe just metaphorically. Um, <laughs> it didn't seem like they were physically there. They lost Showed 120. Up for a couple beignets. Yeah, and then left. Lost 120-103 versus the Pelicans. Man, this is, look, I know there was quite literally the worst loss in franchise history this year. Um... This is the second worst loss in France. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we're going to start with what we like. Nothing. Nothing if you watch really this whole game, off. kudos to you. Um, Terrence Mann was pretty good. Terrence Mann led the way with 17 points. I guess it's good to kind of get us conditioned to remember what it looks like when the team's not playing well. I Why did it happen again to the Pelicans, though? They're just our kryptonite. <laughs> I mean, the Jazz lost the season series to the Wolves. That's fair. There's weirder things afoot. Um, of course, this is also the night. This happened the night that during the day on Monday, everyone had us number one in the power rankings. Yes. And then we come out. We do this. Uh, Yogi Ferrell hit two out of three threes. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Way to go, Yogi. Uh, hadn't seen him in a minute. Hadn't. Yeah. What else was good in this game? Um, we had more offensive rebounds than the Pels, who are the best offensive rebounding team in the league. Hell yeah. But Love it. a big caveat on this one, I think this has more to do with the fact that they shot 54% from the floor and 53% from three. So okay. there weren't really a whole lot of offensive rebounds <laughs> that they had to soak up. Right. Uh, whereas the Clippers shot much poorer from the floor, which I'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a learning experience. If you want to look at it in the most positive way. Didn't learn last time. We didn't. Seems like, because I, I always think Burn me twice, though. Shame on you. You know what I mean? Not shame on the Clippers. Exactly. What I think of when games like this happen is last season, when it kind of felt inevitable that it was going to happen again, kind of within the next, like, three games. Yeah. But this season, I don't feel that. That's Ty Lue's fair. has me much, feeling much less freaked out 
after games like this. So, I, I mean, look, I, I'm actually feeling the opposite. I was going to put what? this in what we didn't like. But Let's this get into one, it. This one just did not sit right with me. Oh, uh, wow. This gave me like a weird kind of flashback. You didn't like the vibes. Kind of thing. Yeah. Bad the, vibes. The vibes all are going to haunt my sleep for the next week. That's not good. No, it just didn't look good. And the effort wasn't there. And like the shooting struggles, whatever, I'll live with. But like defensively, I mean, we just let this team get into rhythm and run all over us for the first half. And then, I mean, maybe we thought we could turn it around, but the third quarter was just as bad. I think we hit, so we hit three threes in the first half and we hit five in the third quarter. And it was kind of like, well, maybe. And then it just, the Clippers just kept shooting themselves in the foot. We just didn't get stops in the turnovers. I mean, you know. What was it, 18 turnovers? 18 turnovers, yeah. It's not good. But, I mean, this was also one of the worst Paul George performances of the year. He was just bad on both sides of the floor. He was 3 of 11 from the field, four turnovers, four fouls. He rolled his ankle at one point, which pretty much stopped his night. Yeah. At 24 minutes, the game was just kind of done. Um, it felt like the team was maybe playing off his energy tonight, and it was not the best. It wasn't produ- he wasn't He didn't produce tonight. Yeah. You, you know, it's not... It, it wasn't. Happens. It wasn't just him, though. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I do expect him to be more of a leader when he is, uh, and in, just better than three of eleven. Yeah, um, but Morris, you know, we really could have used a bailout game from him too. I, I don't know if we've spent enough time on this podcast giving him his roses in the games that he really right. has stepped up because he has done a good job. This was the kind of Marcus Morris game that's like the game that I think you worry about if you're the GM about to trade for Marcus Morris. You need him to shoot well in this game, and he doesn't. We're out Kennard. Well, and it's not just the shooting. Like, the quality of the shots, some of the shot selection there. I mean, he led the team in field goal attempts in the first half. Whole game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I just wouldn't say that it was necessarily quality. He did finish with 15-7. and But it, he did have the worst plus minus of any Clipper, and like and you're I, of 10 I, that's not an anomaly. Like it was, if you watched him on the floor, like it was rough. He was not contributing to winning. He was six of seventeen from the floor, three of ten from three, um, and you know, like the threes, he makes one more. I mean, I you know, he makes <laughs> whatever forty percent, yeah. But we're still losing, yeah, in not good fashion. Um, weird injury season, yeah, a little bit in this one. Uh, Marcus Morris had. K tape on his shoulder, which shows up What's that? Like kinesio tape, whatever it is, where it like uh. supposedly helps your blood. It's like that. Are copper... there magnets? Yes. It's okay. like that copper bracelet stuff where everyone's like, it makes your balance better. It's like that kind of science. <laughs> it's like. I love that people will buy into that yeah. kind of thing. Power bracelets. Yeah. Um, Ty Lu said Batum is a little banged up in the post game. Mm-hmm. PG had the ankle thing. This game, this, I mean, it was, it was just bad all around. My thing is like, we just had. A bunch of rests, which we haven't really had. Yeah. Um, whatever. They came know. out flat. They came out as flat as you could possibly come out. Absolutely. Against yeah. a team that wants to beat you. Yeah, and definitely. They did. Um, we and we like we didn't hit shots and we didn't play defense. We shot forty percent from the floor and thirty-one percent from three, <laughs> while allowing the Pelicans to put up hundred and twenty. Like, yeah. Come on, man. What did they put up last time? Like one twenty-five. One thirty. <laughs> Jackson Hayes killed us again. Yeah. Which I, so I guess it's said improvement. wasn't going to happen. I guess it's improvement from the last time we played the Pelicans. <laughs> but good God. Uh, we gave up 23 points on the fast break. We talked about those 18 turnovers, which accounted for 20 New Orleans Pelicans points. Like, We're lucky it wasn't even more points. Absolutely. Um, how does this, does this radically change how you feel heading into the game on Wednesday? Um, In terms of like the Clippers' abilities? 
I think it depends more on availability in that one. Oh, just think because. What's that? Do you think Kawhi is back? Yeah, I, I'm not sure what the status is going to be with Kawhi and what the if Paul George did roll his ankle in any sort of even moderate keep him way. Out. I say keep him keep out, him right? Out. Okay. We got the. I mean, you know, we we have the season series over the Suns. Um, it does put it that much further away from securing that that second seed. Yes, um, it does. But you know, we'll just have to see. We will have to see. Man, what a what a bad game of basketball. Coming up, this is going to be a fun time, though. We're answering your questions uh, from Twitter during Twitter Tuesdays. Thank you to everyone who sent those in. But first, got to give another shout-out to the Locker Room app. Please do. Locker Room is the only live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. Talk to us. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Locker Room is perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Uh, You can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games, uh, rumors, rumor season's a fun time when people are tweeting eye emojis. It's always a good time on the locker room app. Talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives whenever you want. Join in on the conversation with the whole Lockdown Network and have a chance to be featured on podcasts. All you need to do is download the locker room app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Make sure you have a legit Twitter. I like that about locker room. No eggs. No eggs. Follow at Lockdown NBA to be notified when the rooms go live. Come with your spiciest takes. Okay, so we're back with Twitter Tuesday. That was a fun time. Out of the out of the funk of whatever that game was. Okay, I'm trying to shake it off. Yeah, I'm doing good my time. best. <laughs> uh, leading things off, Chenny John. Thank you for asking questions. Yeah, frequent. Um, you know, he, he's always chopping it up with the show. Mm-hmm. So we love it. Uh, Chenny John wants to know: Are you on team rest and tinker for the last ten games, or team let's go all out for the two seed? I'm firmly on team rest and tinker for the last ten games. I say we go for it. Really? Even after again? Like, so, obviously my, my tune very much changes if the Suns lose the night we're recording this and we win the night we're recording this. But at, maybe that game has me a little freaked out. But just some of the knocks, you don't want them you to know start what right. up. You, you know, know what you're right. You know what you're right. And if guys... But the matchup long run with that two seed, that's not the worst thing to try and go for. So I can, I can see both sides. But I, I do like the matchup uh, situation and just, you know, having home court through both rounds. Yeah. Um... You know, likely through the entirety of the... <laughs> Cross my fingers. Uh, unless you see the Jazz in the finals. Um, or the conference finals. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of with you. I think especially, like, you look at sort of the things like cumulative injuries, you know, which are yes. things that maybe guys haven't been, you know, rested out. I, I look at a guy like Nick Batum, or today, you know, there was kind of the report that, like, there has been some interest in resting Zoo from Ty Lue and the stat, And he has no interest in it. Um, and really, you know, we cannot, I don't think at this point, win games without him. Absolutely um, not. We can, so, we haven't, yeah, it's been a while where we can maybe win games as comfortably yeah. without Zoo there. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm still kind of all in on this two seed. I talked about this a little yeah. bit last episode, but like this game aside, um, you know, I, I think that this team has played a lot better throughout the season yeah. this year. Um, and I think... I mean, it, it wouldn't be a disappointment, but um, I, I think that this is a team deserving of the two seed. That's a good call. That's a good way to put it. Um, Sabrina Merchant, frequent guest of the show. Side out, Sabrina. Go read her writing uh, at Clips Nation. She asks, is Utah or Phoenix a tougher second-round matchup? Wow. So both super difficult. I guess the way that I'm leaning in terms of more difficult, pending on full health, is going to be Utah. Okay. Um, just a little bit more playoff experience altogether. Uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell 
what we saw him do last year in the yeah, bubble in the playoffs yeah. was insane. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, not that he'll be able to replicate that, but even if he's, you know, a portion of that, that's still pretty damn scary. For sure. Um, and they're going to make sure he's healed up all the way. You know what yeah. I mean? He's, he's going to be good. To yeah. Go. So for that reason, I guess I would slightly lean Utah, but it's really neck and neck for me. I mean, this Phoenix team, look, we struggle. There's some pluckiness against Phoenix, which is why I think I lean them. Being harder, yeah. yeah. I mean, it gets it, these games have been incredibly physical. I don't know what we're going to see on Wednesday. And I don't, I'm not worried about like the Clippers' mentality as a team. That's uh-huh. not something I usually freak out about. But I would prefer it if we didn't have to go against a super chippy opponent. Maybe just like regular playoff chippiness makes sense. Yeah. But there's a deeper kind of, you know, I mean, animosity either, between these two teams, which I like, look, but also... E- either way, we're, we're, I mean, we're playing the Suns in the second round. Yeah. For I sure. mean, like, I, I just don't see us moving up to the one. Yeah. Um, unless, you know, because Donovan Mitchell, he should be, he'll be reevaluated or back within, like, three days from the time you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's enough for Utah to, to slip out of one. Yeah, because it's not like they have a hard schedule. Um Fantastic question. We may have to end up doing a whole episode on that as we get closer to the playoffs. At the MIG zone, uh, great question. I'm an overseas fan, and I will never know the feeling of a home game in the playoffs. How much does the crowd affect our games, and what impact will that have in a possible matchup against the Lakers? First of all, I hope common this- Common misconception. Clippers actually have no home fans. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I hope this person can also end up uh, at a Clippers playoff game at some point. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, no, but Staples is incredible. Oof, um, it's fantastic I, during the playoffs. Look, I mean, I think the Clippers have some of the best fans. If you've stuck through this You have fa- to be. If, yeah, if you've stuck through thus, thus far, um, you know, you eat nails for breakfast. Like, you are yeah. ready for this. But I think that what's also <laughs> If you great, got in pre the Sterling stuff, man, you have been through, even in just that short amount of time. Oh, yeah. Even if it was a day before the Sterling stuff happened and you still stuck with the team, dedication. <laughs> Get in, loser. We're headed for pain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it, I also think that one you, kind of unique thing that the Clippers have done is they really sort of invested in, in fan engagement at home games. Yes. You see like the LED. Some of it hits, some of it misses, but it's yeah. good that it's there. You see like the LED bracelets and stuff, and I, I think that the fans are going to be so excited to be back. It's, it's going to be a great environment. Yeah, and it, it makes a difference. And so the impact against a possible matchup against the Lakers, I'm not even thinking about that. Because I think I know what would happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll see with that. Um, uh, Dubois Love or D-U-B-U-I-S Love 3 says this is my burner account because my friends and family are all Lakers and Raptors fans <laughs> how do I convince them to make the clip flip well the Raptors fans they're not coming to the Clippers side yeah what's going on with that they hate they hate the Clippers because we got Kawhi get over it he got a championship he won you a championship yeah, it's fine um, I don't know how you get him to make the clip flip I do so our Sometime, I think he's been on the show, Kevin Macias, mm-hmm. Lakers fan. The man is a Californian. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a flipper himself though, in terms of teams, but we sure. can get into that. We'll get into that time. later. Um, but he went to a Clippers game. He, he was saying, he was like, oh, yeah. He's like, because he's like, I took my wife to a Clippers game, a Lakers game. And she was like, why aren't we going to Clippers games more? They, like, care about you as a fan. They give you stuff. There's no giveaways at Lakers games. Yeah. They don't do those. There's, like, because the way they Kevin... They spit on your ticket. The way Kevin <laughs> describes it to me, he's like, they know that you're going no matter what. Yeah. There is no need. The on-court product in their eyes is you're lucky enough that you get to watch this team. Yeah. 
da 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 da. Whereas the Clippers, they know things are a little fickle over here in the big city. Uh, we're basically a small market team, so they take care of their fans more. So I would say if you're able to, when it's safe, get them to a Clippers game. It's also just like, I, I mean, I, I get that it's not for everyone, but uh, it's just a different, it's a completely different story. I mean, the Clippers are a phoenix right now, rising from the ashes oh, of wow. what they've been for. Well, they have been rising for the last nine years or so. I guess, but I mean, like, even post-Sterling, I feel like they're yeah. still, like, coming out of that funk. For sure. Um, you know, I, I, and I think, to me, like, that's the kind of thing that's appealing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hope that goes well for you and your family members. Flip them. Flip them. Uh, Brett underscore Leo says, Hypo, short for hypothetical, Surge comes back for start of playoffs. Is he finishing games over Zubats? No. I hope not. So He can't be finishing if he's coming back. Like, for the if he's back like the start of the playoffs and not before the playoffs, yeah, I do not trust his conditioning to be in good enough to close shape. Yeah, I mean he struggled. He struggled at the beginning of the season though too. Yeah, like that's not a knock on surge, but that I mean just I don't know. So uh, where I'm at with it is it's 100% matchup based, right? Right. Um, if that's what the matchup requires, sure. I will say, though, when Serge was in the lineup and we were going through, like, when the only conversation surrounding the Clippers was them being poor in the clutch, <laughs> to my eyes, like, a lot of the conversation revolved around the offense. That, to me, in my eyes, was not the problem. The issue to was me the, was yeah. the defense and the late game rebounding. For sure. Uh, we would sometimes give up some terrible second chance opportunities. <laughs> yes. And I see Zoo as being a better antidote to that. Uh, but once again, like I said, it's completely matchup based for me. And this goes into a great question from I am DFJ Music. Do you guys believe that Ty Lue should have Surge come off the bench and keep Zoo starting? Or have Zoo stay at starting, but have Cousins off the bench and Surge as well, probably at third string due to his injury? Ooh, have Surge out. So even more limited minutes. Yeah, I I don't see that happening. I don't know about that. Um, I do think at this point there is maybe value to just keeping. So I I keep (laughs) flip-flopping on this. I keep flip-flopping on this because, you know, Zoo has played so many games, the the more games with the starting lineup. Yes. But Surge is all the games. Only continuity with this team is really with that starting lineup. Yeah, what is it? It's it's the regular. It's like. The old starting lineup is his most minutes played. Yes. Um, and then, like, his second and third is, like, the... Like, one of them is, like, the Reggie Luke, like, Lou minutes, I think. Yeah. Or, like, some weird thing like that. Um, yeah, it's, like... I think it's, yeah, for everyone's sake. Yeah, so, I, I mean, it's, it's difficult to say. I, I will say that my kind of viewpoint remains the same in that I don't necessarily care which one of these two guys is starting. I think they're both good enough to start on most teams. Um, yeah, I want Zoo to do it, though. But I, I'm more worried about who's closing out the game. That's a good call. Um, at Rudy Zavala. Shout out, Rudy. Yeah. Hope you're doing good. Day one. Yeah, day one right there, Rudy. Um, with Ibaka and Pat Bev being out so long, how necessary is it for them getting reps before the playoff, uh, given that there is a system and guys know what role they have? If... I hate to talk about last season so much as I had so far this episode. <laughs> but Ty Lue has done a great job at letting guys know what their role is. There was a consistent issue with Doc Rivers and guys kind of being like, you know, I don't really know what my role is. Like there was not understanding the whole not picture. understanding yeah. the whole picture because he just wasn't telling them. Which surprise sometimes, most of the time doesn't work. Uh, but Ty Lue 
Guys know what they got to do. That's why Luke Kennard can come in and make shots. You know what I mean? It's why guys Patrick who, Patterson is having one of his best seasons. Yeah. Like, and we all talk shit on him. Yeah. Not that we should, but you know what I mean? Like It's one of those things where guys know what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So that I'm not as worried about. It's just really health for me. And with Bev, I don't even know if I want to see him before the playoffs, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Because like, part of me is like, just get the minutes you can on the playoffs out of him. Because he needs don't the, know He needs the conditioning, happen. though, too. Because, yeah. I mean, last year it was... I thought it was pretty apparent that, you know, he was struggling to come back from an injury that he probably wasn't all the way back from. For sure. Um, But then, like, it doesn't matter how much cardio and shit you do. It's just different from the intensity of playing in a game. game. Yeah, real hoopers know. It's real hoopers Um, only. At Clipper Spencer, always with the uh, deep questions, will the Clippers winning a championship really fix all my problems? Or have I just been telling myself that in order to avoid having to self-reflect and grow as a person? Hey, buddy, the answer is yes. You know what, Spencer? <laughs> the fact that you asked this question makes me think that it's really going to fix all your problems. <laughs> hey, look, at least you realize that uh, it's not the solution and that there are other problems. So kudos yeah. to you. Looks kudos like to you, the, my friend. You're on the right path, Spence. Um, you know, keep on keeping on. Life's a garden. Dig it. All that good stuff. Um, thank you to everyone for your questions. Sorry that we can't read them all. We just have so dang many. Coming up on shavings, we're going to be talking how excited we are that Boogie's back, ESPN showing their glaring lack of Clippers awareness, and the referees being babies. But first, we got to give a shout-out to Rock Auto. Yes, dude. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to Rock Auto at home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on on their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Now that you got your car parts, yeah. time to place your bets. Do they do street racing bets on Bet Online? If they don't, they should. But anyways, Bet Online has you covered for everything else. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football, long over, college basketball, dunzo. But the NBA, the NHL, and the MLB are all still in full swing. But Bet Online doesn't just cover sports. They cover awards, TV shows, even reality TV. Hope some people put some money down on No Man Land last night. Yeah, you won a bunch of money. You probably won some money. <laughs> uh, but you can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Mm-hmm. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus that's on top of your first deposit. Use promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus bet online your online sportsbook experts all right welcome to shavings you know it's a fun time hey um boogie officially back on a minimum deal for the clippers yes awesome 
not to not uh, unexpected in any way. We've needed him, so we've needed him. He had a double double against the Mavs, and one of the worst losses of the season. One of the worst loss of the season. It's good to see. No, it's great. It's good for the vibes. Um, would have been surprising if he didn't come back. Um, yeah, shout out to Boogie. ESPN. We had another uh, big media slip up um, over at ESPN. They posted a Clippers core roster graphic on Instagram, featuring Paul George. That makes sense. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard. Sure. True. He is there. Patrick Beverly. Uh, in a larger than physical sense. I mean, he is more so a, this season. For he sure. is technically a part of the core. Uh, this is where it gets a little off the rails. Serge Ibaka. What do you mean? He's a part of the core? Sure. Rajon Rondo. Core. Boogie Cousins. Core. Are Double you, core. Do you work for ESPN? Dual core. Um, no, this is just makes no sense. Which part of this are you mad about? The fact that there's no... A, they don't have the starting center on there <laughs> of Vita Zubats. Marcus Morris is shooting like... Forty-nine percent. See that to me three. is the that to me is the most disrespectful part. There's a no yeah, less. but it's it's absurd. Serge um, is very much though a part of this core, and when he is healthy, I mean, look, not to bust anybody's bubble, he's probably going to be back to being the starting center in this lineup. Sure, but ESPN, this is not. I don't like that you're on ESPN side. I'm not on ESPN. You seem pretty side. pro ESPN. You know um, that I'm not pro Connecticut <laughs> anything, um, except for UConn. They just gotta <laughs> just just figure it out. I just want like. I feel like we're like such a small market team with national media. It's very funny. Yeah, it's, I, I don't get, I mean, I guess like maybe the names are sexier to a casual fan to have yes. like Rondo and, and Cousins on there. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't really understand sort of the level of, it's not even disrespect. It just legitimately feels like no one is watching the games. Yeah, um, for sure. Or paying attention to the regular happenings. It's just not... It's just not respectful. It's just not respectful. No, no. That's um, fair. And then we're closing this out with... Uh, the referees, just as a whole, are being uh, childish. The uh, National Basketball Referee Association is supporting the proposed Wisconsin bill that would make harassing and assaulting referees and umpires a class A misdemeanor. What do you call an assault? First of all, assulting most people is a class A misdemeanor, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, but like, do the referees get to decide what an assault is in this? Are there cops at these games? <laughs> like... That's well. So this is my issue with this: is like you send the footage in later for the police to decide if the yeah. So I mean, like in this scenario, you're giving the ref the power that they are both the victim, the judge, and the jury. Like I, I'm just I, I'm confused because I, like is someone else mediating what constitutes a harassment and or what constitute an assault of a referee? I mean. I, I think we know what an assault of a referee would be, but I'm just saying, like, if the power is in their hands, we've seen some of the ejections that have happened this season. Like, this seems like an insane power trip to this, me. It seems an insane power trip, and it seems like they're opening themselves up for a world of pain, honestly. Yes. There is no... Because the thing is, right, if you're... We've all... The refs it. should have to ref games in stocks, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, Stockades. We've all, look, we've all been in a Little League game. Maybe we've played in one. Maybe we've been watching one where, like, dude, I've seen fights happen in Little League 
games between like a parent and like going at the umpire. Yeah. That's a very real thing. And yes. like refs, that stuff's crazy. No place. But no one is pretending that like the police usually show up after those things. Like those things are so like, that's the thing where it's like, dude, you assaulted that dude. Yeah. Like you punched yeah. that ref in the face. That's not like someone bumps their chest and the ref's like, that's assault. Well, that's like, the thing. That's, like, there's already a very clear line. Like, is it verbal? Like, this is just insane. Yeah. And, and there's a thing. ref. The, like, there's a, there's a clear line, of course. And obviously, that shouldn't be crossed. And, and I'm not even saying that, like, players should, you know, verbally assault or, you know, refs or anything like that. But no. I, I just think that what we've seen so far this this season and I mean it's really been ongoing. I just feel like it's gotten so worse, so so much worse in the last three years. Um, where the refs really are sort of just on this kind of different level in terms of I wouldn't even call it officiating. I think that it's reached a policing stage and it's like it, it's inappropriate. It's just weird. It's weird. It's just weird. Um, anyway, stop being babies refs. You could just stop the game if you wanted. That's the ultimate baby move. Maybe that'll happen at some point. Um, toss the whole team. Just toss everybody. Why not? You know what? Everyone, get, everyone gets a class A misdemeanor. The game ends in a forfeiture by both teams. Uh, ref what? wins. Ref, I win. Yeah, the ref just does a little layup at the yeah, end. Yeah, the refs are just going to be like, well, it looks like the ref wins this one. Um, all right, we got to get out of here. Wednesday's episode preview of the Clippers versus Suns game. It's going to be a good time. Let's hope so. What you say Wednesday poll on Twitter? So look out for that at Locked On Clips. Whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, well, where can these people tell their friends that they were listening to us? You can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. It works hands-free. Look, no hands. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, we come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'd love to have your listen. We absolutely would. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.